Welcome to the Gifted to Give podcast. I am Brother Gian. If you're new to podcasting, you're in the right place. I can't wait to share to all of you how wonderful God is as we celebrate the 500 years of Christianity in the Philippines. Good day, listeners. We have once again Monsignor Achilles Dakai as he will preach and teach to us the good news of the gospel for this Sunday, May 8, 2022. We have a great number of listeners, downloads, and interactions. We at Gifted to Give Podcast would like to thank everyone for their support. We are blessed to have our sponsor for our podcast, Podmetrics. Thank you so much, Podmetrics, for the support, and I urge everyone to support them as well. And now, without further ado, please join us in welcoming Monsignor Achilles Dakai. All of you, on this first Friday of the month of May, and once more, welcome to our Bible study online. For all its worth, I keep on saying. Let us first situate ourselves within the church calendar. We are still within the Easter season. The Easter season has six Sundays and six weekdays. Three Sundays of Easter have already gone, thank God. And during those Sundays, the Gospels we were able to read and reflect on narrated exclusively the post-resurrection appearances of Jesus to his disciples, to Mary Magdalene, to St. Peter, etc. So there are three remaining Easter Sundays, and we shall see how our Mother Church makes us read Gospels that may not be any more about the resurrection. I repeat, next Sunday, therefore, is the fourth Sunday of Easter, but still within the Easter season. And what are we reading? from this Sunday, fourth, then next, the fifth Sunday, and still sixth Sunday, we shall be reading Gospels according to Saint John, exclusively John. Only John has written these Gospels for the next three Sundays. Now this Sunday has been called Good Shepherd Sunday because precisely the gospel is all about Jesus Christ who declared himself the Good Shepherd. Therefore, during this Sunday, we are also urged to think of our own shepherds in the parish, in the church, 
and to pray for more young men and women to be called to the priesthood or to the religious life. World Day of Prayer for vocations next Sunday, but also Mother's Day. So that's it. We have situated ourselves right in the middle of the Easter season. But before, we ask Miss Miss Steele to read for us the Gospel that only John has written, chapter 10, 27 to 30. Let us first pray. Almighty God, send us your Holy Spirit that we may read your word with faith. Reflect on it with hope and uh, realize it with love. Following the example of your only begotten Son, from whom we find uh, freedom, fulfillment, and the future with you forever. Amen. So now, we listen oh, as we read ourselves, chapter 10, verses 27 to 30 of John. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can take them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one can take them out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. Thank you. This very short gospel according to John, actually this is for cycle C this year, but as we have been trying to do, we must also read the gospel for cycle A and cycle B, because actually this short gospel is a continuation or the third part of the gospel according to John in his chapter 10. Chapter 10 verse 1 therefore till verse 30 is the gospel we would like to study this time. All about the good shepherd. Only John, I repeat, has written this gospel about Jesus proclaiming, declaring himself as the good shepherd. If we read chapter 10, we immediately see how Jesus himself so well and so wisely described himself as the good shepherd. What does a shepherd do anyway? A shepherd is good according to Jesus himself if he owns the sheep, if he knows the sheep, if he 
protects the sheep and he provides the sheep with life. Jesus, therefore, has declared that. And that's in the gospel, I repeat, if we read from verse 1 of chapter 10. In today's gospel, according to John, Jesus says, I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. So that is the question now. You know, much has been written about this passage. And if we only read what is written, that should be enough for us. But we ask ourselves, if Jesus is the Good Shepherd, and his mission and ministry of shepherding, he has entrusted to Peter and to the other apostles. And now, therefore, we consider Pope Francis as our shepherd, successor of Peter. In the church, he is our good shepherd. But then, around him, he has priests who have become bishops, who have become cardinals. So all these are also our shepherds. The question is, if our shepherd now knows us by name, how do we know him in return? If Jesus in the person of the Pope is our shepherd, how do we listen to his voice? How do we recognize his voice? In the cardinals, in the bishops, in the priests, because they are our shepherds to whom Jesus has entrusted, I repeat, the mission and the ministry of shepherding. If the shepherd leads through the gate and to the pasture, that's what Jesus said, how do we follow him? If Jesus says, I give life to my sheep, how do we live by his life now? In the church, you see, we people have been compared to sheep because sheep are gregarious animals. They flock together. They easily make a community. So are human beings. We human beings are very sociable animals, rational animals. And so this is it. We ask ourselves questions. If we are the sheep of the good shepherd, we know how the good shepherd has been good to us. We know 
what the Good Shepherd has done for us. What do we do in return? Who are we in return? So this is what we have to meditate on this day, Good Shepherd Sunday. But then, this Good Shepherd Sunday is not just actually on this day, but on even the whole week or the whole seasons of Lent, of Easter. We, therefore, ask ourselves these questions. How are we sheep? How faithful and loyal are we to our shepherd? Now, in the persons of the Pope, the Archbishop, and the priests, primarily because today or on Sunday is Mother's Day and mothers are also shepherdess. They are also shepherding our families. Therefore, if this is a world day of prayer for seminarians to become shepherds, priests, we also pray for our mothers at home. Let us therefore, let us therefore ask ourselves if by baptism we have become members of the flock, the church, how are we ourselves behaving as sheep? Let us examine our consciences. Let everyone examine his or her conscience as to how are we responding to the privilege of being sheep within the church. If the mothers whom we honor this Sunday are our shepherds also together with the fathers, of course, as parents, they shepherd us and families. How? How should they behave? And how should we as children behave? This is a very, very basic question, especially nowadays when in the United States they are already discussing the Supreme Court decision on abortion. Let us see how we honor our mothers in this matter. Are we also practicing that evil of abortion because they have legalized abortion in the states and now they would like to to e abolish that decision by the Supreme Court. Anyway, we'll talk about it when you ask questions. We pray for mothers of seminarians and priests 
precisely because we know that the family is the seedbed of or for vocations. The family is the first seminary for candidates to priesthood and religious life. This is now our opportunity to think and rethink about our duty and our salvation to be aware of how we are being shepherded by our priests, by our mothers at home. There is no denying it. There is no denying it that there are, I know, some who may not feel comfortable with being being called sheep. But the fact is that God, Jesus Christ, the church, is our shepherd, and there is nothing we shall want. That's what we say and even sing, the Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. We pray for shepherds and we pray for ourselves as sheep for one another. Only God can send, can call, can choose priests. How we shall learn later on. But vocations, callings to the priesthood are God's acts of mercy towards us. We therefore have also to correspond, to work with that calling of God to the priesthood or religious life. Therefore, how do we behave as sheep of the Good Shepherd? That is the question I pose for your reflection. And now, words from our sponsor. If you're a current podcaster or plan to create your own podcast soon, I want to share with you the tool that I use to help me monetize my podcast. It's called Podmetrics. Podmetrics is a platform that allows you to have full control of how you monetize your podcast. You can collab with brands and choose between the many merchants that fit your podcast's audience. It also gives you tips and samples on how to execute your ads properly to maximize your earning potential. Plus, you can track how many of your listeners you were able to convert and know how much you've earned in real time. Cashing out is also a breeze. So if you're a podcaster, make sure you sign up by clicking the link in the description box of this episode and use the referral code 500 Cebu so you can monetize your podcast too. 
Thank you, Podmetrics. And now, back to our podcast. Good first Friday morning, Monsignor. Good morning. You said that the Pope is our good shepherd. How does Pope Francis do that? The Pope, as the successor of St. Peter, is our shepherd. How does the Pope, or Francis for example, How is he shepherding us? Well, as Pope of the Church spread all over the world, he writes an encyclical letter. An encyclical letter precisely is called encyclical because it is for all people in the world. When he addresses himself to Catholics only, he writes uh, an apostolic exhortation. That's how we listen to him. And that is the question, do we recognize his voice? The popes from Leo XIII, to Pius XI, to, Pi- to Pope Paul VI, have written encyclicals about labor, about work. And Paul VI has written about humani vitae, about life. We are being guided by this encyclical of Pope Paul VI on human life. We believe that human life begins at conception, at the very moment that the ovum is fertilized. At the very moment of conception, human life begins. We are therefore now that uh, in the United States they are discussing about this matter again, we should now read the Pope's encyclical on human life. Because I remember when Pope Paul VI came to the Philippines in the 70s, He was welcomed by the whole country. But when they came to know that Paul VI has written that encyclical on contrace- con- against contraception, against abortion, etc., 
I remember there was a woman journalist who wrote an article in the free press. She asked, what's the Pope doing in my bedroom? Imagine that. She does not want to be guided by what our Pope, the successor of Peter, has said in his duty to shepherd us to the truth and to protect us from error. So that is what the Pope is doing. We should therefore energize ourselves, encourage ourselves to listen to his voice, to read what they have so far written. And every Wednesday, every Sunday, the Pope in Rome speaks to all of us. And we should therefore try to listen to him and recognize his voice as our good shepherd. But I repeat, around him are cardinals. If the cardinals also speak, they are our good shepherds, and the cardinals have archbishops in their dioceses as dioceses, and they have priests in the parishes, we should try to know them and recognize their voices. Good morning, Mons. Morning. How else can we celebrate Mother's Day? <laughs> Usually I say Mother's Day means we keep her out of the kitchen for a day. We take her out to a restaurant. We order the most delicious meal for her to eat with us and we ask her to pay for it. <laughs> but actually, no. Mother's Day is the day for us to convince ourselves, if we are not yet, that mothers with fathers are the transmitters of life. They are not the authors of life because God is the author of life. They are the transmitters of life, and so we should thank God for them, and we should thank them. However they may be, whatever their face, their figure or their figures, mothers must be recognized and respected as transmitters of life. That is therefore how we honor mothers this day. Yes, we send them cards, we send them greetings, we wish them well, but we pray for them. And since we are talking of shepherding by our pastors. We should pray for our mothers. 
the good ones and the bad ones, the young ones and the old ones, even the dead ones, not only the living mothers. This is Mother's Day, yes, but let us think well about them and honor them for who they are. May I ask you, Monsignor, our priests in the parish is our, are our shepherds. Are they also called pastors like the Protestants? <laughs> okay, that's a good question because we priests are shepherds in the sense that we also provide our parishioners with pasture. To pasture comes from the word pasture, which is to feed. And so we are supposed to be all pastors. But since time immemorial, we priests have been called parish priests, and the Protestants love to call themselves pastors. No problem, it's a matter of nomenclature. We do, we try to do, like all pastors. The shepherds, the magbalantay sa carnero, are pastors. But for me, parish priest or pastor makes no big difference. So our priests in the parish are all shepherds, are all pastors, feeding the sheep, providing them with life-giving sacraments. Good morning, Monsignor Dakai. Good morning. How can our priests shepherd it's people to vote for the right candidates. I know that Monday, whether we like it or not, is election day. I hope that each one of us votes, as we love to say, according to his or her conscience. And his or her conscience dictates that we vote for a candidate who is, who promises to be a good shepherd, a leader. A leader is one who knows the way, shows the way, and goes the way. That is the candidate we would like to vote for our president or senators, or mayors, or councillors. Shepherds, we should expect politicians who win to, be, to become good shepherds, not only protectors from error, but providers with truth. If only 
a shepherd, a leader is truthful, then he is also trustworthy. And we can trust that whatever he will say or do is good. It won't be easy, so there are masses said for this purpose. There will be prayers said for this purpose that we do not vote and sell our votes, that we vote according to what we believe is right and just. Precisely, we are given many days of campaigning so that we also read and listen to what's being said and done to guide us in our choice of candidates to become good shepherds. I know that there are some of us, unfortunately, who have become proud enough to say, we are no sheep. We have minds of our own. We can think and talk and walk by ourselves without being guided by shepherds. They will say we have the freedom to use, abuse, and misuse. And therefore we need now, we need no shepherds to guard and guide us. That's true. And we have to pray for them because Jesus said, I have other sheep and these are the people who do not acknowledge themselves as sheep, that they may also come to the truth and join the flock. You know how a sheep gets lost. A sheep, I repeat, is a social being. They are supposed to flock together. But when a sheep finds some food to eat and he eats it all by himself without inviting others, he becomes greedy. And he eats and eats and eats until he comes to this cleft in the mountain and falls. And once he is aware that he has gone away from the flock, the sheep becomes very weak and stops to move and stays put and then the sheep the sheep starts crying. So the good shepherd must do two things. He must listen to the cries of the lost sheep and he must open his eyes 
to see where it is lying down. So audio-visual is what the Good Shepherd needs to find one lost sheep. If you ask me how does God, how does Jesus, how does the church call young men to the priesthood? I say this from experience. There are signs of vocations in any man in the family. There are always signs. And if mothers and fathers are ready to detect them, they can say this boy is bound to the seminary, is entering the seminary to become a priest. And once he has that sign, he is he becomes familiar with priests in the parish, with masses in the parish. He's familiar with the church activities, etc., especially in this matter of service. If a boy is very serviceable, very prompt to serve others at home, he is a good candidate for the seminary and finally for the priesthood. There are several signs. When I was a little boy, when my parents would start a novena prayer at home, I and my sister would fight as to who could light the candle first. My papa says that was a sign of a vocation. Plus, whenever we go to Mass, after the Mass, I would go to the sacristy to ask the sacristan to give me particles of the hosts that they make and I would distribute those particles to my fellow kids in the barangay. My papa says that was a good sign of my vocation. There are several signs, I repeat, especially when one prepares himself to be ready all the time to serve without expecting a return, to volunteer freely to serve. <clears throat> if a candidate wins the election, is it the will of God? Well, that is what we have been saying. The voice of God is the voice of people. Not all the time. And we have that sad experience among the Jews. 
the Jews on Good Friday changed their minds that they had on uh, Palm Sunday. The same Jews most probably who sang Hosanna in the highest to the son of David were the very same Jews who changed their minds and shouted, crucify him. So in that case, the voice of the people it cannot be the voice of God. If one candidate wins, our voices may also make him become a good leader because the grace of God can change a man. So once voted on and once he wins or she wins, we should keep on praying that he or she becomes a good shepherd. Talk given by Monsignor Achilles Dakai. We are so grateful for the Lord for sending Monsignor Dakai to share God's word to all of us. We would like to thank again Monsignor Achilles Dakai and also to our heartfelt gratitude goes to all of you who joined, interacted, and asked a question for Monsignor Dakai. Hear more from Monsignor Dakai again next weekend. This is once again the Gifted to Give podcast. For your ears only, I am Brother Gian signing off. Have a blessed Sunday to all, and to God be the glory. You have just listened to the Gifted to Give podcast with your host, Brother Gian, Brother John, and Father Jojo. Catch our next episode. This episode of the Gifted to Give podcast was brought to you by our sponsors. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, head over to our Facebook page at 500 Years of Christianity, Archdiocese of Cebu. If you love the Gifted to Give podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review everywhere you listen to your podcast. Till next time. Wow, that was an amazing 